Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What's New Barky. I'm Dan. I'm Luke. And I'm Rose. And today we have a little bit of a, uh, hmm, what would you call this? A bloody episode? Catastrophic, maybe? Maybe. Just don't sneeze, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, might as well, but I mean, you know, when, we, when it comes to our topics, I guess this kind of works. More or less, yeah. Well, not one for one of them it does, the other one not so much. Yeah, true. Let's go to our first drink of the day, that being the shark bite. Ooh-ha-ha. Ooh-ha-ha. No copyright. Ooh-ha-ha. To make your own shark bite, you just need some light rum, some spiced rum, some blue curacao, sweet and sour mix, and a splash of grenadine. All right. Let's do this shit. Yeah. The guys should have gotten the gummy sharks to put in there. Right? No, that would have been perfect. That would have been cute. <laughs> Three, two, one. Ooh. Wow, that's lemon. That is a lot of lemon. You want to try I it? Can't. Oh, that's Medicine. right. Oh. oh. Yep. Rose will not be partaking in any alcohol. She is on her medication. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. That's a bite. That is definitely a bite. They are not kidding when they say that is a bite. You know, there's actually like a drink that's almost like a Chuck Norris version. Oh, yeah. I think they actually call that the Chuck Norris. <laughs> no, there's no, for, for the, there's something like this, but the Chuck Norris version. As in, you had to get a shot and then flip it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, basically, it's, um, I think it's like the grenadine is in like the shot glass, which is, holy God, it's a lot of grenadine. And you, everything else is in that glass like this, and you flip it. And then it just turns into a bloody grenadine sugary mess. Yeah. Well, hey, if you guys like a lot of kick to your drinks, this is definitely one way to do it. So what's our first topic here, Dane? Well, our first topic for today is video game worlds that would be the worst to live in. I'm going to start this out with a big, wide genre, and anyone who has played this genre knows exactly what I'm talking about. And I am talking about the JRPG. Oh boy. Because don't get me wrong, everyone, if you're living in a world, you're not the hero. You're just a regular civilian. And that means anytime you're in a JRPG, the world is going to end pretty catastrophically and really slowly. So you don't know when or how or if you are going to die. No, it's kind of true. I mean, you just take any of them, like Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, yeah. And let's not forget about the Final Fantasy. It's like Final Fantasy 1, 2, 7, 8, 9, 10. Monster yeah. Hunter. Like a lot of the almost every Final Fantasy has some world ending situation where you will die if you are a civilian or very potentially die. Yeah. Yeah, not unless you got some plot armor. I Or you're the important character of the show. As sad as it says, that's the tropiest part of JRPGs is it's always an end of the world. And I get it. I do. You need to make, you're playing for 50, 60 hours at a time. You need some big epic reason as to 
while you're at the end of the game. After playing all that much. Oh, boy. What about you, Rob? What do you think? What would be the um, worst video game world to live in? I would honestly think Pokemon. Ooh, that's actually a fair point, too. That, yeah, it's yeah, like... Yeah, it may be... seem cute and fun to play, but if you're actually there with all these creatures, that could potentially kill you, run off with you, run off with your kid. Rose is kind of getting at is, if you look at the Pokedex entries, holy shit. Oh, look, there's a cute little Drifloon. Oh, come here, be my friend. Oh, shit, there goes my kid. There goes my baby. Bye, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Or what I happens think my... you don't clean your room? Or I think my most favorite one is either Sandigas or Macargo, which is Sandigas's is it literally sucks people in mm-hmm. and suffocates them in sand. Or Macargo, which is has a body temperature of 18,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Come here, Macargo, come give which me a hug. Which is hotter than the sun. The surface of the sun. Yeah, which would have basically burnt Earth to a crisp. So, um... Why do we have these things here? Because they're cute, cuddly, and marketable. And to think of the giant bugs that could potentially like eat a whole entire crop. Oh my god! Could of you farming. Ab- could you imagine? T- Which is also another thing you got to think about. Like, how is the farming slash? It's like a hunter gatherer situation. Because I don't really see farms or anything in any of the Pokemon games. Uh, there are farms, but not the kind you think. And they're not very big or sustainable for the area. No, it's like a lot of the farms that you see are berry farms. Yeah, and so it has to be like a hunter-gatherer thing where you're basically just catching Magikarp and just eating nothing but that. I mean, they've shown actual real-life animals. Magikarp or Tauros. Or Miltank. Miltank, yeah. Or the Deerlings. I always think a Miltank would make a delicious burger. Oh, Deerling? Deer jerky. (laughs) Oh, yeah, venison. Mm, Mm. Venison jerky is so good. All right, Dane. Okay, Uh, kind of on the same vein as Pokemon, I think another one that would suck to live in if you were not one of the chosen, Digimon. Digimon! Oh god, that'd be... I would hate to live there. So this one is kind of cross-platforming a bit, because yes, there is Digimon games, but it's... It's more of a show, more Mm -hmm. than anything, but I I would say if you are not one of the chosen for Digi- Digimon. I guess it depends on the lore that you go with, but mm-hmm. if you're going with the original lore, if you're not one of the Digi-Destined, you're kind of fucked. Oh, yeah, especially when they start coming into the world. Because it's like, oh, look, here are these giant monsters that we have no real adequate defense against that have taken their own missiles from their own kind. What do we do? It is not a pleasant idea. You know, I still remember my Eldismon's, uh character design very very thoroughly, even through all these years. And I thought he was into BDSM for the longest time. <laughs> oh, no. So, this one is kind of cheating as well, because this is also kind of cross-platforming, but I'm going to actually mix... Yeah, I'm going to mix the two. Any Marvel, any game based on Marvel or DC characters. Because, again, same reason as JRPGs. They have to up the ante. So it's going to be a world... Either whether it's an alien invasion, the world's going to explode... We all turn into robots. Yeah, usually when it comes to Marvel or DC games, the only time it really doesn't go that high is when you're dealing with a street-level hero. Well, even though you still get some characters, like... There's uh, Booster Gold, which is kind of a... I'm going off-topic. I'm going off-topic. However, I'm going to throw that right out there. I'm not going to say, we should also say these games are not bad in any way, shape, or form. We're not making fun of the genres, whatever. We're just saying these would be 
terrible places to live. Yes, if you were just living your normal life in these worlds, they would be horrible. Now that I'm done cheating, I'm also going to say any of the Resident Evil games. Oh, God. Post-apocalyptic. Or Silent Hill games. Well, Silent, the upset about Silent Hill is, is that it stays in Silent Hill. So if you avoid Silent Hill, you're fine. Resident Evil, the Umbrella Corporations are dickheads. They have expanded through multiple countries, and statistically, it'll probably come to yours. The theater knew you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't played very many of the Resident Evil games, but it's like, from what I do know, that is an awful world to live in since the world went post-apocalyptic in, like, what, four months? Something like that. It's, I haven't, I've only played maybe, like, two of them, so I don't know all that much of the lore, but... I mean, I am tempted about this, tempted to buy you Resident Evil Village so I can watch you play it. Right? Because, <laughs> see here, they've been in America, they've been in Europe, they've been in Africa. Romania now. Yep. Uh, they haven't... The only places they haven't been is Asia. They haven't been to South America. Wait. Have they been to South America? I don't know. I don't I know no that idea. much. I don't... I'm not a whale biologist. I don't know. And Canada. Yeah, so... <laughs> Canada! If it breaks out, I'll be moving to Asia, everybody. Yeah. But then you're going to have to deal with the Asian zombies. Have you seen those thing, things in the movies? They're like ten times faster than the normal zombies here. Alright, Rose, you got another one? My brain's kind of confuzzled right now. Fair enough, Dane. That makes sense. Ooh. Shark bait hitting you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, shark bite. Sorry, I got shark bait Ooh, stuck in my head. Actually, you can say the same thing for almost any Disney game, too. Because think about it. If you're a cartoon character, you're basically getting mauled, pummeled, just getting the shit beat out of you no matter what. Abused. Yeah, it is. Like every uh, Disney princess. Yeah, yeah. If you're, not a, uh, if you're not a Disney character, you're getting destroyed. Kingdom Hearts. If you're stuck in that world, you're getting pushed through, like, one universe to another. Yeah. Trying to save all the princesses. Well, it's also the fact that you will, if you somehow manage to survive, congratulations, your world just got blown up. I don't know how much of a, uh, of a cheat this is. It is a video game, per se. But for some people, it's not going to be the case. I would hate to live in the Jack and Daxter world. Okay, I haven't yeah. played much Jack and Daxter, so fill me in. Uh, Jack and Daxter's world is kind of like... You know, when it first starts off, it's all nice, fun, pretty, mm -hmm. and then they jump into the future and it's all gray, dark, and under attack by metalheads. And the fact that, you know, uh, the little ocelot guy, mm -hmm. what was his name? Daxter. Dax? Daxter. He got turned into that little thing when he used to actually be what, da yep. you know, what you know, Jack Dax was. used to be. Yep, that was dark eco. That was, crap is everywhere sometimes in the first game. Yeah, it's like if you if you get unlucky enough to run across Dark Eco, you're either going to end up like Jack or Daxter, or you're going to end up dead. So here's one I actually thought about that actually kind of makes sense, and it works out for both being the player and a non-player. Minecraft. Oh. Because if you're a player, guess what? You think, oh, I'm going to have infinite lives. We're in creative mode, so I don't have to worry about dying. No. It's like hardcore. It's going to be survival mode for you. Yeah, hardcore mode, whatever. And you will die. When you least expect it. Unless you literally have played... Actually, no, because in all reality, you, this would be your life. So there's no video games involved. Yeah. Or you could be a villager, and guess what? Your entire village gets slaughtered because they need to make room for their own... For their fifth castle. This random dude's fifth castle. Or you basically are stuck in a, in a uh, room that you can't get out of. 
because you were in the way and you inconvenienced them, or they leave you in a hole, or they like, or they start summoning skeletons or Endermen or things like that, and just let you die. Or yeah, even if you are the main character, all you got to do is just be working in the mine one day, and all of a sudden you hear that ever so dreaded. Yeah. You know you're fucked. Or, you know, you're digging downward, digging downward, and all of a sudden, oh, look, there's lava, and you're falling into it. That's not... A, Minecraft's not a good place to live. I, mean, I haven't played any of the other Minecraft games. Have you? Like, Minecraft Dungeons or Minecraft? No? Nope. 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 I heard Minecraft Dungeons is just like a Diablo clone, but a worse version of it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've never really looked up much for Diablo. Or Sims. Oh, oh, God. Having your whole life controlled by a deity that seems to be so sadistic. And if they're, like, mad at you, they get to put you in by a two-by-two two room with no with nothing. It's the government sheeple. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, like, having an otherworldly being that could, for all you know, have the mentality of a ten-year-old. Oh, God. Hey, look, I just drowned in a pool because I care... That, Deity was bored with me. Yeah. And you really, it's like you try to have free will, but you don't know how to take care of yourself. Yeah, it's, you got you don't even know how to use a bathroom correctly. Oh, what's that? A, a plate is in front of the door? Well, I guess I can't use the bathroom. Yeah, that's horrible. Oh, God. What's this? I'm using the microwave and it starts on fire? Better sit there and jump around and scream. And then die, because the Grim Reaper comes out of nowhere, and then you're, then the roommate starts romancing him. <laughs> oh. Instead of trying to plead for my life. Oh, so I got another one. I'm actually going to jump back to this one. Final Fantasy XII. So in Final Fantasy XII, they have a mechanic where you basically have to get enough experience to learn how to use certain equipment, certain spells, etc. Now, if that applies to civilians as well, those civilians got nothing. So that means they can't wear... After a certain point, they wear, can't wear certain clothes. They won't know how to do certain abilities. They won't know how to do certain skills. So unless they start fighting monsters, which could potentially kill them, they're useless. They are literally just the unwashed masses that can't do anything for themselves. How do I use a shower? I don't know. I haven't killed enough monsters. <laughs> I haven't killed enough monsters to figure out how to take a bath. Jeez, dude, you smell bad. Yeah, I haven't killed enough monsters to level up to know how to do that. <laughs> well, with that, I think we should probably get to our first break. Yep, we'll be right back after this message. This episode is sponsored by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you when you're done, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever the heck you listen to your podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast, ka-ching, with no minimum on how many listeners you have. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Also, it's free. <laughs> you can't get much better than free. Just be sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we are back! Yay! Thank you very much to our sponsor, and now it is time for the real reason why this is gonna suck. Yeah, if you could see Luke's face right now, it's, why am I doing this? Why am I still here? Just to suffer? I can't leave my own home. No. <laughs> well, okay. if you guys are curious, the next drink that we are doing is called the Nuclear Meltdown. And it's a takeoff of the Long Island. 
Yeah, we're on a bit of a Long Island kick. In order to make your own nuclear meltdown to torture your friends with, you're going to need some vodka, gin, light rum, triple sec. If you want to, you can even throw in tequila. Which we did. We did. Sweet and sour mix. And then you top it all off with a little bit of floating of melon liqueur. Oh, God. Yay. Here's the thing. I'm going to say this right now. I don't necessarily mind tequila as a flavor. It's not the worst alcohol. However, I just don't like drinking tequila with people I don't know. Because tequila is one of those drinks that you don't know how people are going to react on. You um, really don't know how someone's going to react to this until they get drunk on it. Yep. Three, two, two one. Ooh. Ooh, that is very sweet. Oh, yeah. And uh, this is going to get us fucked up. Yeah, here's another dangerous drink. Also, Rose was nice enough to add some maritino cherries to this. Yeah, which is probably helping in a sense. It, it looks prettier with it. it mm. Otherwise, it looked kind of like. I mean, it is meant to be the garnish of the drink. So. Was it? Yeah. Oh, cool. Maritino cherries are supposed to be the garnish for this drink. So, what's our topic, Dan? Our final topic for today is video games that kind of defined our childhood. Yeah, because you have, as this recording comes out, you have pretty recently gotten your birthday. You're getting yep. older. Yep, I've just recently survived another year. So, I figure it's time to, but everyone should reflect on, you know, their youth a bit. And I'm I'm actually going to start with one of the games that I vividly remember when I was younger. Donkey Kong 64. Ooh. Banana. Banana. <laughs> For me, that was one of the first games I ever, because I got the N64, the green translucent Council with the rumble pack that came in for free. Hoo-wee. Or the expansion pack or whatever it was. Looking back at it now, the game's not that great. I'll admit it. It's got a lot of issues. But when you look back at it when you were a kid, when the N64 just came out maybe a couple years beforehand and you just get it now, it's like, oh, this is awesome. The graphics are amazing. And I played that game through thick and thin. And looking back, it's still kind of crap. <laughs> what about you, love? Um, we really never had any game consoles growing up, except for the Atari mm-hmm. and the one Nintendo we had, but we borrowed it from family. So, shape my childhood into drawing was my brother playing Dead or Alive. <laughs> oh God! So I would draw the characters off of there, but you know, all the characters are female mostly. Mm. So I was like. For those of you who have seen Rose's art, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All the pinups. That makes a shit ton of sense. Dane? Well, I don't have anything as controversial as Dead or Alive, I'm pretty sure. I'll get the easiest one out of the way first. That one being Mario. Which one? There are multiple Marios here, Dane. Yes. You had all of them? I had the original. I had number two. I had the Lost Levels. And I had number three. Ah, but did you have the Lost Levels with Super Mario World? Yes. Oh, fun. (laughs) (laughs) Way to be better than us, Dane. (laughs) Way to have money, Dane. God. (laughs) I mean, yes, Mario, obviously, that's going to define someone's childhood. Yeah, because for me, I remember my parents had an Atari. I remember the guys in NES. A lot of those games I don't really remember all that well. Matt, but I do remember one that we actually got pretty far on, and that was uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. Oh, yeah. Even I know that's brutal. Mm. Oh, God. 
Granted, I didn't get that far because I was maybe four. It was not a good game for me to try. No, that Young Luke game... Young Luke F4 already rage quitting. <laughs> yeah, because that game is brutal. It really is. I also remember my dad doing Space Invaders, but I never really played that. That was more his shtick. And I kind of jumped over you. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. And I think another big one that definitely defined my childhood, although this came a little bit later in, was The Legend of Zelda. Which one? Uh, Link to the Past. That is a good one. I, I will actually say I think that's my favorite. Yeah, that's definitely one of my favorites. It was the very first Zelda game I ever played. It was Link to the Past. Same. Because, actually, no. NES Legend of Zelda, I believe, was my first one. But I didn't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs> Again, four or five. Yeah, you just walked around and killed shit. If I was lucky. I was not a good gamer even then. Things have not changed for me. Oof. <laughs> yes, love? No, I'm just listening to you guys. Like I said, I didn't get a game console until well, I was in middle school. How about we go with what games that just kind of moved you or kind of, you know, changed your life in general? Because you had, what was it, a Journey or whatever? Uh, I played that one when I was, like, my first year here. I mean, again, just <laughs> games that moved you or might have just, you remember strongly or vividly. Okay, my first year getting a PlayStation 2 when they first came out. Uh, we got it two years after it came out, so mm-hmm. it was, like, the big, huge brick still. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but brand new in a box, I was so excited. That was my only gift I got that year. Okay. Besides socks and clothes. But mom got me the only game she thought I would be interested in because I was into anime. And that was Inuyasha. (laughs) The the RPG. Oh. And I played the hell out of it. (laughs) But I think that's what started my video game addiction. I can dig it. Dan, you got another one that I can jump over unintentionally? Another one, Yeah. I do have one, and this is going to make a lot of sense for you. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yep. Yep. I got some stories about Kingdom Hearts. My parents got it for me, not realizing what they just got, because they saw Disney characters and went, oh, this looks like a fun game to get our nine-year-old. Addicted to. And I'm going to say this, even though it's a little bit embarrassing. Yep. I got stuck on the first world. I got stuck a lot in that game. I got past it. (laughs) (laughs) I got stuck in 101 Dalmatians. (laughs) Yeah. um, I got stuck in the first world, which, for those of you who don't know, I mean Destiny Islands. I don't mean Traverse Town. Mm -hmm. I mean Destiny Islands. Could you not beat up Riku? Was that the problem? I couldn't fucking find the water. Water is everywhere. I know, but you couldn't get it from the ocean. Oh, you mean that quiet? Oh, uh-huh. yeah, that one's a little—it's a little sneaky, but not that bad. It's not that bad, but mm-hmm. I was nine. <laughs> okay, not to overlap you either, but another game that kind of changed my childhood because I, because it annoyed my 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 cousin. She brought over Echo. Ooh, ouch! I did not know how to play a video game at that time because she brought it over before I got my PlayStation Two. So I was like, oh, I haven't played a video game ever in my life mm-hmm. before, you know, the Atari little joystick. But I thought, oh, hey, this button means for jump. But I didn't know I was supposed to run and jump. But I glitched, but I still jumped over it. <laughs> oh. And here she was like, <gasps> like that, because we forgot to save. Oh. And it was like an hour after the last fight. 
that we got into it. Ooh. So I, th- I she was going to threaten to kill me. <laughs> but then it just kind of skyrocketed that to Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> I was like, yes. But I'm still going to play Dead for Dead or Alive. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, I think I'll very quickly finish up. No, I got one more after you. So <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll quickly finish up my thing and then we'll move on. I got, yeah, I got stuck on Destiny Islands. I got stuck. I got stuck at the first rotation of Worlds. Like in Wonderland. Okay. And in Deep Jungle, which is Tarzan. Hmm. I got stuck. I got stuck on the gummy ship part. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to do it. I got, let's see, where else did I get stuck? I got stuck in friggin' Atlantica. I got stuck in Halloween Town. I got stuck in Neverland. Where didn't you get stuck? That'd be a short yeah. list, dang. <laughs> I got stuck in Monstro. Oh, I think the only place where I truly didn't get stuck was Agrabah. Oh, God. And then, yeah, final, final one. I got stuck in, of course, Hollow Bastion. Yeah. I got one that I think will everyone will be like, once they hear it, will be like, yep, same here. And if you'll really know this if you came from our generation. Guitar Hero. Yes! <laughs> oh my god. I was so into that game, it wasn't even funny. I could actually run... Cer- Granted, I'm not the greatest. I'm not going to say I am. Not at all. But I could run hard on most every song. I was obsessed with that game. And I was... My family loves music, and I love music, so I was like, hey, that makes perfect sense. I, even to this day, I love rhythm games. I, I think I was in the same boat as well. I could beat every single song on hard. The only one I could not beat was Raining Blood. Oof, yeah, that's a toughie. Uh, my first song was Monkey Wrench on medium, and then I realized my fingers couldn't do what my brother's fingers could do. Hmm. Oh, my. Of course, then again, I'm not a mu- musical instrument, you know, instrument child. Because I wanted to play the harp and bagpipes growing up, but they didn't have that. <laughs> I almost beat the game on Expert as well, but I couldn't beat Raining Blood, and I also couldn't beat one? No, it was another one. There was another one I also couldn't beat. Probably Slipknot. Maybe. Maybe it was Slipknot. I don't think so, actually. I don't think there was a Slipknot song in there. Yeah, it wasn't three? Yeah, there wasn't three, but I don't think it was part of that selection. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay. Because it was... It was the final world. Yeah. I thought so that was a part of that final one. No. Okay. It wasn't. I think it was the one before that. Okay. Either way. So, yeah. fun part, we were, when Rock Band came out, I was really good at the drums. We played the game. I was a DD because I didn't, I, I still don't believe really much in drinking. I was DD, but they would try to make a song that wasn't the song itself. So, my friend had a gimmick. He would sing songs about sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sandwich. <laughs> I don't know what song he did, but he got, you know, you're supposed to meet the pitches. He got excellent on all of his songs of sandwiches. <laughs> like he was singing about rye, like rye sandwiches, patty, like even like burgers. Ooh, patty melt actually sounds really good right now. I was like, the fuck is wrong with you? He's like, I'm a stoner. What can you expect? <laughs> He's like, I like to eat when I get high and drunk. I mean, legitimately, a patty melt sounds really good right now. Oh, the Fiesta Burger from that one bar? Mm-hmm. I'm going to play pool with Dad again. Uh, we're getting off topic here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are getting pretty off topic. Um, I think we go one last go around, then we call it. All right, Rose, you got another one for us? No. I mean, you got Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Dynasty Warriors, play number three. All, all these games come from actual friends that, you know, help me level up in the world with video games. Uh, play Dynasty Warriors 3 with my friend, with both my friends actually, because there was my cousin and there's my friend. There came my, my first encounter with Lubu, and I did the run away and attack method, because he would hit me so hard. So I would run away, get my, my ultimate up, and then go in there and just attack him, run away, and come back. But I found out the reason why I don't like fire levels. I get lost. <laughs> oh. So for those of you who don't play Dynasty Warriors, and might need a little bit of a reason as to why she had to do that kind of tactic. In early Dynasty Warrior games, Lubu's a bastard. He can debatably be his own boss. Like he is worse than even the main you know, the main generals in that game. He is a bastard. One final one that kind of defined my childhood. Uh, fuck, I gotta remember its name. That doesn't sound like something I've never heard before. Alright, I remember now. It is Super Bomberman 2. Oh, damn, I haven't even played that one. Was that for the 64? No, that was for the Super Nintendo. Shit. That explains it. Oh, yeah, she skipped over a Nintendo generation. That was the one that kind of introduced me to the Bomberman series in general. It, it kind of showed me the the greatness that it could have in single player. Yep. And it was also the most addictive substance that I had for my brothers and my friends at the time in multiplayer. Because that was all they ever wanted to do was play multiplayer Bomberman. Also, not to distract from the point, but can we all admit that Bomberman 64 was kind of crap? It was. I didn't play it. I played it on the computer. It was, it was on, crap. Uh, it, yeah, it, actually, I enjoyed it, but it was on. Well, it's no longer a site no more. It's called AddictingGames.com. Oh, I remember that game. I, I mean, that's like I played it all the time. Oh until... yeah. Bomberman was one of the games that took me years to beat. It's uh, even from the early days. It was hard as nails. It was, and I did eventually beat it one day, and I was kind of shocked. I was like, "Holy shit! I freaking did it!" Did you save it? You can't really save Bomberman. I'm just joking. Mm. Oh. So just in case you did play it and, you know, you went to go show somebody because they didn't believe you, power turned off. Oh, also another terrible Bomberman game. I think they made a reboot for, like, Xbox 360. Yep, that one. Yeah. Oh, God. Let's put a storyline on this. That is super gritty and so... feel like it should be in the 90s, but it was actually in, like, 2010. Yeah, I remember. I remember people talking about that one and just going... Why does this exist? Yeah, it was so unnecessary. It was like, you just need a cute, cartoony, and it was fine. But no, we have to get all deep, dark, serious. Who made it? Warner Brothers? Either way, I believe that's all the time we have for this. I do believe it is. So with that, I have been Luke. I've been Dane. And I've been Rose. Enjoy your drinks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Nerds in the Kitchens where you can see all the photos of the drinks of What's New Barkeep and the food from our sister show, Fill the Pot. Also, if you would like to see updates for either What's New Barkeep or Fill the Pot, please go to our website, whatsnewbarkeep.com, where we do occasional updates. And if you want to see some pretty arts of the logos from What's, uh, What's New Barkeep and Fill the Pot, just look at Instagram for Silver Falcon with a zero instead of an O. Thank you, and have a good one. Bye! 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 